I'm Tommy Thompson, and you're listening to Space for Life, a podcast with honest conversations designed to help cultivate the space we need for a more fulfilling and abundant life. Despite our culture being wired for excess and overload, our souls desperately need the opposite. Thanks for joining us today as we seek to take one more step into a spacious life. Hello, everyone. I'm Patricia Clark, and I'm here with Tommy Thompson again, and we are going to discuss a topic that has been much requested today. Since we started talking about habits and morning routines and planning, which we did a lot in the fall, I've had many people come up to me and say, how do you do a morning routine? Will you do a podcast on that? So for all you out there, here we are. And we're going to do a two-part series on what we have done, what we've experimented with through the years in a morning routine. So why don't we kick it off, Tommy, and tell me a little bit about what you do when you started, you know, waking up early and having a routine. Just talk me through a little bit of that process. Uh, Yeah, this is a great topic, and I'm so glad some people have requested it, and if there are Are any other topics that someone is interested in hearing about, please send us a message, you know, by some way, carrier pigeon or whatever. (laughs) Uh, So because we'd love to talk about things and there are certain things that are uh, centered in our lives that that uh, we don't always realize could use some further, you know, explanation to it. And, And a morning routine is is a great example of that. Uh, So uh, one of the things I think that is worth emphasizing right on the front end is that there's probably very few topics that are as personal as a morning routine. You know, there's, there's nothing in the Bible, for instance, that says, you know, in the morning, do this, 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 and this. You know, thou shalt do this in your morning routine. Uh, so there's such a wide variety of practices that our sharing today is really just our personal experiences. And and hopefully part of what you will get out of this is a sense of the freedom and breadth that are most desirable in however you choose to do a morning routine. So these are just some ideas to spur some thoughts, but but mostly to spur that that feeling of freedom to try and enter into uh, a morning routine however you want to to do it. So that's kind of the first thing I would say. And for me, uh, morning routine goes back now 40 plus years, you know, somewhere very early in, uh, in my walk as a Christian, I got this idea that Christian people are supposed to have quiet times. So I began having quiet times in high school and in college, and there was a wide variety of experiences with that. And then beyond uh, beyond college, a period where it was perhaps most difficult to have quiet times was when I was in seminary. Mm-hmm. 
and I was studying religion and God and faith so much. It was like, I didn't really want to have a quiet time. I was sick of it all, you know, by the time I'd gone to all of the classes and everything. So, so it went through kind of its own iteration in seminary and then out of seminary, early years and twenties when were kind of stagnant years for me in growth. Um, I was kind of burned out on that and quiet time was really minimal if it existed. And then there was this whole new fresh wave that happened from my early thirties that has kind of existed and grown since then. So a wide variety of, that's kind of just to color to just say this whole concept of a morning routine, whatever we want to call it, whether we call it a quiet time or a morning routine has had its own life for me over, over decades. So I think of it a lot of different ways. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that uh, this is not just like a time of quiet or a quiet time in the morning is a practice that, really permeates most, most religions and most, um, any kind of spirituality requires or has as a part of its, um, of its faith system, a time set apart to be quiet, a time away from the noise. And I've mentioned this before when we're talking, I think it's pretty interesting that physiologically our bodies absorb the food we eat first in the day after fasting through the night after not eating because it's when our bodies are most receptive because it's, we've been resting and the same is true spiritually in that the first things that we kind of ingest in our mind and our thoughts in the morning are the things that we absorb the most and the things that sort of set the tone for the day. You know, with my kids, I always think, what I feed them for breakfast is going to affect their energy more than any other meal. And I think the same is true for us spiritually. The things we think about, the things we do first thing really sets the tone. So let's talk about morning routine because, you know, everybody has their own, what I would call necessities, you know, the, whether it's coffee or food or shower or exercise, whatever you do, but what we're going to focus on today is that more spiritual aspect of what you do when you are being quiet away from other people to set your mind for the day. So what are some of the things that you have found, um, that has made this time, not an obligation, but more something that you look forward to and that you, you, you find it almost like a necessity, just like eating breakfast or brushing your teeth? Uh, great question. And I'd almost like to uh, put this in a context that takes it outside of the spiritual. Um, because I think that when we uh, identify uh, the morning routine, morning routine as a spiritual, spiritual time, it kind of puts it in a box that causes us to feel and approach it a particular way. Uh, Yes, it is a spiritual time, but I think part of the freedom comes in just uh, treating it as a personal time, Hmm. a personal time for personal development, for growth, of which the spiritual aspect 
should pervade all of our life. So it's clearly a part of that. But by broadening it and and looking at it outside of things that we might typically think of as spiritual things we do, I think it even adds another layer of freedom to it. You know, I love that, that, that you said that nuance, because whenever we start talking about spiritual practices, it taps into this kind of religion mindset, which is, I should, I ought to. And that's a lot to take on first thing in the morning when you wake up like, oh, I got to start being a good person. And I know for you and for me, nothing could be farther from the truth in terms of how this personal time is. It's absolutely not a, I should, I ought to. It's a open time. Uh, it's almost like this posture you have of openness and receptivity for the day that I have come to crave and enjoy. It's absolutely. not, it's not a, I, Oh, I got to do this first thing in the morning. It's, it's, I love to, hmm. I love to, I so much want to, I treasure that time. Now I say that not all the time. Sure. I mean, I wake up exhausted sometime and there are times when it feels like a routine bordering on a rut. And that's when I know I need to change it up. So it isn't always that type of thing, but it should, it should always be leaning and pushing towards something that we treasure and that we want to do. And that's why I think it's so important to pull it a little bit outside of that spiritual context where we feel like we need to put on a particular air about it. So uh, I say all of that because I think that the, the practices and things that we do within that time uh, can have a lot of different looks and nuances to it. So one of the first things that that I would want to say is that our morning routine, and and uh, to some degree, I don't even like the word routine. It's so uh, so static to it. But our our morning time should have a almost a spirit about it, something that causes us when we think about it to to relax and rest and to be at peace. And so, you know, some people talk about, well, you know, I get my cup of coffee and that has that sense, that spirit about it. Mm -hmm. There are some people, I don't do this, but there's some people who light a candle, Mm -hmm. you know, as a way of creating a spirit and they have a place. I have a place that I do mine and it's a delightful place. And I go there every, every morning, same place. And it just has a feel about it. And so I think part of that morning routine is creating that, um, that feel, those practices, the, the place that creates a feeling that you want to enter into and that you need to enter into. I have three or four places. I've, I've learned that I go to whatever room in my house is least messy and it's like <laughs> most attractive at the time, but there is something 
yeah. um, about, you know, I'll have coffee. I've had years where I've had tea and I go to a, a room that feels orderly or clean. Maybe there's some flowers in it or, or whatever, but I go there and I, and that is a, a pe- it's not just peaceful inside, it's peaceful visually. So I, I like yeah. that. So you have a place and yeah. you go and then what do you do? Uh, so then what I do actually has varied very widely over the years. And that's something I'd love for people to embrace is that there's not one thing you do. There, there are a couple of, uh, I guess, categories that, uh, that have pretty consistently been a part of my morning routine. Uh, one of those categories is I do read the Bible in some form pretty much every day and have pretty much throughout all of my years of doing a morning routine. And part of that reflects my value and belief that the Bible is a unique book. And we're going to talk about that, you know, next week, that the Bible is something that unique, that has an ability to speak to me and that I hear God through that is a life-changing aspect that I need to include. So I read the Bible in a lot of various ways during that time, but there's some form of reading a passage or focusing on a couple of verses or, you know, some practice of Bible reading that's almost always a part of that. And, you know, there's times that that's been five minutes of the time. There's times that's 30, 45 minutes hmm. of the time. Depends on kind of where I am with the routine. But but some form of Bible of Bible reading is always a part of it. All right. Well, let me just stop you right there because I think that alone is really intimidating to pick up an ancient book like that. That is really made up of so many different parts and like, where do you start and how long do you read? And what if it doesn't make any sense? And it's almost like nobody picks up a novel or a piece of nonfiction and just turns to page 85 and starts reading a paragraph. So we are going to take a whole episode and talk about, we're going to zoom in on this one part. So we won't do that now. Stay tuned. Um, But I too also have found that the Bible reading is a really essential part of my morning routine because I'm one of these people that my brain swims around to a lot of places. Like it, it's just, it's, it has no rhyme or reason. If I sit in a chair with a cup of coffee, especially with some caffeine in the coffee, my <sighs> mind just jumps around. And I am one of these people that like enjoys not having a lot of structure but I find adding an element of structure for me actually brings more peace and more freedom to that time, that personal time. Because if I don't have any structure at all, and again, my structure changes a lot. Like I'm like you, I change up what I do all the time. I'll get bored with something and I'll try something else. And we'll discuss some of the different things we've done. But um, if I don't have any structure and I just sit and kind of think, my mind can tend to go towards things I'm worried about. My mind can jump to the future too much instead of just being thankful for the day, the 24 hours in front of me. I mean, I could spend an hour with my cup of coffee and have thought through and solved all the problems of the world 
in my head, done nothing with them, and then be exhausted because I've been sort of stewing yeah. in issues in my mind. So, so having a little bit of structure to anchor my thoughts is really important for my personal time. Well, and I love that because I think I think there's a, a kind of a core truth to that. So I'm a more structured person than you, and structure is important to me in time. But I think for virtually everybody, some structure, finding the right amount, but some structure is necessary in it. So I, I love that you've... Uh, kind of added that thought. So finding that right balance. But I know we're going to talk more about the Bible later, but for those who are listening that that is an intimidating place, there's there's a couple easy ways to simplify this so that it doesn't need to be intimidating. If you're intimidated by it, I think there are three places that you can go very easily. One is you can just read through a gospel, any so, one of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and you can just read a chapter a day. It's not an overwhelming uh, amount. And that's a great, simple way to just begin engaging with it. A second way is to go to the Psalms. Again, very bite-sized, there are 150 Psalms, very bite-sized way of of being able to engage with how the very various people who wrote Psalms communicated and engaged with God. It's a great way of engaging with it if you just don't know where to go with it. And then the third way I'd say is, is the book of Proverbs. 31 chapters, it fits perfectly with 31 days in a month. And you can just go through, again, bite-sized, one chapter is very doable with some great wisdom. So those are three just simple places that you can go and you can just begin to engage until you get a little bit more comfortable with it. Yeah. And, and I would say for me, reading the Bible is really different than the way I read any other text. You know, sometimes we read the newspaper to accumulate information. We read fiction to be entertained. And there's something about the Bible that's really different, especially in my morning routine, um, there's something kind of living about it where parts of it will just feel flat and dead and ancient. And you just are kind of like, huh, that, you know, duly noted, but that doesn't impact me at all. But then the more you do it, sometimes a word or a verse or an impression will start to come alive to you. And it will, it, it's almost like this, um, it, it not only comes alive to you in the moment, but it comes alive to you over the course of the day and it grows and it has this impact on your heart and in your spirit. And this is not something that happens all the time and it's not something that will necessarily happen immediately, but it, it's almost, reading the Bible is almost like an acquired taste. And the more you do it, the more you crave the living aspect of the Bible. Right. And I mean, a lot of times I'll read it and I'm, I'm distracted and none of it really makes sense to me. But more often than not, when you when I'm in the habit of reading, there's just something living about it that does speak to me. And I, I know you find the same. Yeah. And we're going to dive into that, you know, in more depth uh, next week. But one of the things I'd want to say about a morning routine is that that time with the Bible is just one little portion sure. of that. So the two other kind of areas that always 
are, are part of my morning routine. One is, and I use this word very broadly, is, is prayer. It's, it's time where I am attempting to connect with God. Uh, and that's with a wide variety of ways that I pray. Sometimes I'm praying kind of with very clear words and requests that I make to God or thoughts that I am expressing. I very much try to uh, add in to that time of prayer some time when I'm not talking, hmm. where I am just quiet and in that quietness, thoughts come to my mind, and I a lot of times sit there and think, is that just my thought, or is that something that God's trying to communicate to me? And I try not to get caught up in that. I just simply try to be quiet. And if nothing happens in that quietness, I've just enjoyed the relaxing of that quiet. So I think part of prayer is in fact, maybe a more important part of prayer is learning how to listen hmm. as opposed to speak. And that's, that's a part to just try not to get too caught up into um, the mechanics of it, but just start to try it, you know, practice it. Yeah, and, w and when you talk about speaking in prayer, we're, I, at least I don't think you are, and I'm not talking about speaking out loud. It's more that when I pray and I'm quote unquote speaking, it's more that I'm thinking and directing my thoughts toward God. And they're not in some formula. They're not in some, you know, I ought to speak this way or, or I ought not to do this. The Bible speaks very clearly about how we are um, invited to come to God as little children and little children just say what's on their mind yeah. and they ask right. for what they want and they say what they're afraid of and they tell you about their day. And so there's a real freedom in that. But I also like how you say, you know, part of having a conversation is listening and part of my best morning times, and I don't always do it, but is the silence where you have an openness and a, you're almost just listening for God to speak to you. And that may or may not happen. And when I say God's speaking to you, it, for me, it's not an audible voice. It's just a thought that seems uplifting or, or maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just a, a quiet time. Like you say. Yeah. Again. Yeah. The, the freedom of entering into it without thinking that there's a right or a spiritual way to do this. Uh, the, the point is the impact that this has over years and decades as we as we practice this mm -hmm. as we practice as we grow into this so uh entering into it with a freedom without a feeling like i'm messing it up i'm doing it wrong type of thing i think that's uh that's so important so that that sense of some form of prayer is always a part of that time and then i'd say the third broad category for me in the in the morning routine is a, a time of reflection i do this in a variety of ways i have for uh for almost all these years enjoyed in some form or, or another journaling uh no journaling is also one of those intimidating things and i understand it but i think that 
the best type of way of thinking about it is not necessarily um, intimidating. It's just getting some thoughts down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be thoughts about what happened the day before. It can be the thoughts about what's going on in your day. It being thoughts that are just, you know, you're worried about. Uh, there are times in which I write prayers out. It's been all over the board over the decades. Again, this this broad theme of just go at it with freedom. And if you don't want to journal, don't journal. Mm-hmm. You know, but in in some form, reflecting on what's going on inside of you and what's going on around you, and taking time to pause is incredibly valuable uh, to see correctly. So I'll just make an observation here. You are you're a person who really in your daily life are much more structured than me, but in your personal time, you really need a lot of freedom and, and, and just like space to let yourself do what you need to do. And I'm the opposite. I actually need more structure in my personal time. So I love the idea of journaling for you because it's really free. You just sort of put down on paper. Whereas for me, I don't really journal. What I do often, what I've loved doing in the past is practicing. It's so, it's so, um, like formulaic, but for someone who needs that. So I, I'll do, um, the idea of threes. So I will review the day before and I'll think of three things that brought me joy that I'm grateful for. And I'll offer them up as gratefulness to God. And then, and maybe we should do another episode on this sometime about um, releasing things to God. Like I'll look at three things the day before that I kind of regret or wished I hadn't done that. Or, you know, I think back about a conversation and I'm now looking at it in reflection, like "Mm, that, that was a little ugly the way I was, or my spirit was kind of not really uplifting. And if I hadn't taken that time to reflect, I would never have even noticed. And it's not a time for me to beat myself up. It's a time for me to take those three things that I wished were different and release them to God and receive like sort of some forgiveness. So all that's to say between the two of us, there's some structure that I have found helpful. You may not find structure helpful, but both of us really have valued some aspect of reading the Bible, whether it's five minutes or 20 minutes and some form of prayer, and some of that is just silence and quietness and listening, and then some form of reflection. And there's lots of different forms that can take. Right, and, we, and we'll, we'll put a little list in the show notes for this episode of a wider variety of practices of things that we've done and tried over the years. But I think hopefully the message is clear that you create a morning routine that is a fit to you and your personality and your needs and your desires, not a formula of what someone's saying is, is right or wrong. And, and we, we're doing it differently, but for both of us, it's become a, a precious part of our day. So that's, that's the idea is, is the opportunity to create something that could be the favorite most important minutes of your day if you if you learn to enter into it with the freedom that's meant i have one more thing to add and this is a little bit of an elephant in the room like getting up early 
was so hard for me to start doing. And I did it when I started when my kids were really little, so I was sleep deprived. But the one thing I'll say about a morning routine is it starts the night before. Absolutely. So, I mean, we all have adjusted to daylight savings time. So if you want to get up a half hour early, you just have to make the choice at night to go to bed a half hour earlier. And, you know, it doesn't always happen. Once you get in the rhythm of getting up earlier, um, it's easy. And I love sleep so much. But I've become such a fan of the morning routine. So whenever someone says, oh, I can't wake up a minute earlier, I I relate because I was that way for so many years. Well, I'm glad you said that. And in the end, the reason that I get up early for the morning routine is I love it that much. Me too. So Me too. I don't get up. You know, it's like the best way to start the day. If it was an obligation, it it would have never lasted. So uh, a last thing that I would say also is that I always tack on at the end of my morning routine a planning for the day. Me too. So I I do that too. I, I sit down, I look at it, I decide what's the most important thing that I need to accomplish that day. What's the list and the priority? I think about the various events. It doesn't take you know, but a few minutes, but I orient myself to the day. And that just makes me feel ready right, for the day. And that's, that's a tremendous feeling to go into the day feeling I am emotionally, mentally prepared for the day. That's the beauty of this. I'm that way too. My last five, 10 minutes is making a plan and I usually check the news. But I, I never, I really try never to check the news until after I've had kind of more, the more personal time. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> there's, there's so much to add into this. And, and so I, I've, I've got to, I got to throw this okay. in, you know, to the end. Uh, nothing will sabotage your morning routine faster and more completely than picking up your phone. Yeah, it's like when I said the thing you absorb the most in the beginning, it's like eating a Big Mac and fries first thing in the morning to be Uh, on social media and news. It just sets the tone in all the wrong way. So if you can by by any means, if you can just not hold your phone, you're texting, you're checking the news, your Instagram, whatever it is, if you can just hold it until after it, you will be so glad if you could build that one thing. So anyway, I, I hope it's just spurred some thoughts talking about this. It's great. I love hearing the way you do it. It's so interesting that you you actually probably enter it with more structure than me because I know we're wired a little bit differently uh, with it all. And I hope perhaps it's actually excited some people about giving it a try and entering into it with some some freedom to make this, you know, your most special time of day. And I, I hope you'll give this a shot next week. We're going to talk about the Bible and a little bit more depth and and hopefully in some very fresh, different ways than perhaps you've uh, engaged with it in the past. So thanks for listening today, and we'll uh, see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you found it helpful and encouraging in your journey. Before you leave, I wanted to let you know of two things. First, if you are looking for more helpful content like this, visit TommyThompson.org. There you will find resources created to help you find space in your life. 
Second, if you are enjoying this podcast, I would love it if you would take a minute to leave a review. This helps other people find the show as well. 